because that's what I feel like calling it. Um, I have Megan along for the ride again. Hello, Megan. Hi. Thanks for having me again. Sure, no problem. It makes it more interesting. How are you? Um, well, uh, yeah, pretty good. Pretty chill day. My back kind of hurts. Um, but, yeah, feeling, uh stimulated by all the things to think about in the world so i'm glad we get to talk about a little bit of it yeah absolutely i mean it's better to talk about it than to sit around and ignore it or i don't know whatever whatever else people do so um i'm kind of i was kind of surprised i guess pleasantly surprised by how the primaries turned out because i was really worried that my our buddy bernie wouldn't get very much um a percentage of the vote but what was it, like 46, 49.6 was the last number I saw? Yeah, 49.6. I mean, it's basically a tie. Like, I mean, when it comes down to, like, 0.3 percentage points, you, it that's a tie. Yeah, it's a tie, definitely. And, I, I mean, I'm kind of down in that, you know, as many people voted for Hillary as, as they did, and I actually read something earlier today that I'll talk about in a little bit that makes me like Hillary and the Clintons even less than I already did. But, um, I, I mean, it's good, I guess, that he he got the tie and um, O'Malley's out of the race. No big surprise there. And my only, you know, really qualm so far with being a Bernie Sanders fan is his speech is always the same. And I think it's good that he brings up the points that he brings up because they're obviously they're the points and the reasons that I follow him because it's about income inequality, mass incarceration and um, you know, getting out of student debt and jobs inequality and all those big things that he hits so well, but he always does the same speech and I'm worried if he keeps doing that, that that might be a problem later on, but what do you think? Well, I just am coming into the conversation after reading an article by by somebody um, about... I wonder if it was the, way, the same same article that I read. Well, it was about, like... No, it was, it was about the way that the Democratic Party is so split right now and, and how people are being really vicious. And, and the person who wrote it is a Hillary supporter. and But, it, you know, w- was not necessarily critiquing Bernie and was saying there's perfectly good reasons to support him. And it, it actually struck a chord with me. Like, I mean, I have serious concerns about... Um, Hillary Clinton and about any politician and and how much can any of them really get done even if Bernie is elected but yeah that's uh, true Val- very valid concern because I mean president can't make the laws they just they're essentially a big yeah. lobbyist and they're in charge of the military yeah I mean they're not really supposed to even be though right like you're supposed to ask Congress before you go to war, but no, nobody does that anymore. It's yeah, like, yeah, that's kind of an old-fashioned notion. But yeah, you're, you are supposed to go in front of Congress before you declare war. But, you know, anymore, the wars we have been fighting are not declared. In fact, I think the last declared war, I want to say, was World War II. I don't think we declared the Korean War at all. But I may, yeah. I may be wrong about that. But yeah, that's a problem, too overuse the presidential power and i mean right now i'm i'm no obama fan 
necessarily, but I don't hate him, if that makes any sense. Yeah. How I feel about Obama is, like, I can kind of ignore him. Like, sure, he's doing fucked up stuff, but, like, so are, you know, so is, like, anybody with a considerable amount of power and influence in the world. I mean, not everyone. Some people are using their power and influence for really great purposes. Um, and I think that he's, you know, in the system that he's working in, within that sphere of influence and the things that he can influence and the things he is influenced by, he is... I can basically ignore him. Like, it's... There's some things that are kind of good, like minor improvements, some things that are not so great, but it's like, what do you expect? (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's true. And I feel like... I actually feel like that's probably how it would mostly be about Hillary, too, um, if Hillary was president. Like, I mean, of course, of course, of course, I would want Hillary to be president over, like, Cruz or Trump. Yeah, no no shit Sherlock on that one. Yeah. So I hope that, like, all the young people that are supporting Bernie, I mean, I hope they show up for the rest of the primaries and get him elected. But if he doesn't, I hope that they still show up and vote for Hillary, even in swing states, because, I mean, like, when I was younger, when I was first learning about politics, I was like, this lesser of table things is horrible, like, we can't keep doing this. And it's like, well, but you got to work for the thing that you actually want, within the with with through the channels that you can actually get it so um you know if i want like to make a certain type of change that change might not come about through the president right so i might work on it in another way like through lobbying congress or through something at the state level or the local level or just like in my community but um in the meantime, while we're working on making the world a better place, we also have to keep it from becoming a worse place. Yeah, there, well, there's kind of a, a lot of battlefronts, and I I think it's kind of interesting having known you for, what, maybe two years, not very well, but certainly having been aware of you and watching your Facebook, you know, and watching you go from kind of, uh, you know, not wanting to be involved in the political process at all, but wanting to do protests and things like that, but nothing official, if that makes sense, to, you know, now you want to be part of lobbying Congress and you're taking a a firm interest in the political process. And I really hope that's what's going on for more of our generation. I mean, we're a few years apart, but I really hope that younger people are being more involved than previous generations because I get the feeling that, well, I don't get the feeling, I know that the... Um, baby boomers are in charge now and they're fucking things up because that's what they do. And the uh, MTV generation, I want to call them, they kind of didn't, you know, they got into alternative music and they made a lot of noise, but they didn't actually really do anything or they haven't done anything so far. And it's kind of, you know, our generation, the millennial generation, whatever you want to call it, is kind of responsible for Occupy. And I, I really hope that we continue to take that momentum and bring it into things like the Bernie Sanders campaign and even more so into caring about the battle for Congress because ultimately that's where the laws get made. That's where the decisions actually get made. So, I mean, even if we elect Bernie, and I hope we do, um, we're going to be royally fucked if we don't, uh, you know, vote some people into Congress that represent our desires and our wants. 
Yeah, and, well, I have some thoughts on that, though, like this, you know, what you're saying about seeing me get involved more in, like, the working within the system. And I want to say, like, I... I just want people to get involved in any way. Like, I'm actually, I think, you know, well, I think certain types of protests can be very effective. I think other types of protests are less, do less, and lead more to burnout because people just keep doing a certain type of protest and not seeing results. But, you know, things like, um, things like people going and chaining themselves to um, the pipeline so that it can't be continue to be built and making uh, blockades in front of the path of the Keystone XL, I mean, that was a part of why that got vetoed. Like, right, right. That was. <laughs> people blockading the tar sands, people, you know, actually who are willing to put themselves on the line and, like, do civil disobedience, that type of protest, I think, is crucial and actually probably more important than working legislatively but just going out and yelling a bunch and not really being organized in what you're trying to do i think it can if it if it helps people rally around a cause sure and maybe it's maybe you can use it for media like you can say you know you can write an article and say look this many people showed up but i think that also can really lead to burnout because it people don't feel as much like they don't see the results of that and then as far as working within the system goes, to talk about that end of it, I think a lot of the reason why people don't want to do that is because they don't know how. And in a way, it's really convenient for the system to maintain itself that we don't learn how. And, you know, it seems obvious once you think about it, but it's like, why don't we learn this stuff in school? I mean, I know that high schoolers are supposed to take, like, one government class, right? Right, government and economics. So, theoretically, we're supposed to understand the world just from those two classes. But I had horrible teachers for both of them. But it's all really, like, I mean, and I didn't actually take those classes because I left high school early. I tested out and went on to college and studied other things. But, um... You know, I think this is something that people should be learning throughout um, their public school. You know, if you're going to go to public school, which also there's other, you know, methods. I work with homeschoolers. But, you know, if you're going to have some kind of curriculum, the way that the government works and how to interact with it in a meaningful way seems like it should kind of be part of a basic curriculum within, like, a democratic society. And it isn't in ours. Yeah. I agree with that, and uh, I think I was saying last time, it, you know, it all comes down to education. Your voting populace or voting sample is only going to be as smart as your education system allows. So one way they kind of keep us down is by decreasing funding for education, and do, in so doing, they keep people stupid and unaware of how to use the system and then not use the system to make positive changes, to affect change in the world. Yeah, people feel disempowered because they don't know what to do. And I've had this thought recently because I've been, you know, learning how to lobby. Like, maybe I could go, like, do this with high schoolers and even imagining what the curriculum might look like. Like, you know, first day of class, okay, you know, I want you to go research who your representatives are, or first week, you know, who your representatives are from local to, you know, city, county, state, federal. Um, I want you to find out what their names are and 
um, a little bit of biographical information about each of them and their contact info. How, like, what is the number to their office? That would, First week of class. That would be good curriculum. I, I don't remember that happening in my government class. Definitely no, not. It, it, yeah, it's all like, it all feels like very far away. Like you're looking at it through a glass window or something. A glass onion to quote the Beatles, maybe? <laughs> or, <laughs> Wait, what? A glass onion to quote the Beatles, maybe? Oh. But if you're not a Beatles fan, then that isn't going to make sense. Yeah, I sort of am, but I guess not enough. It's it, it's more obscure, I guess, than that. Uh, fair enough. Uh, me and my obscure references. But yeah, I know, what you're, I know what you're saying. It seems very far away, and I, I think it would be good to lead like a high school club or some sort of extracurricular activity where you do introduce people to their uh, legislators and maybe even have, you know, somebody like um, LaMalfa, who was our local congressional rep, uh, come into... At the federal level, yeah. At the, at the federal level, yeah, good point. Um, to actually come into a class and speak to kids so that they know who their representative is. Yeah, it would be so cool. Like, I, I wish I could teach this class. Like, <laughs> this is totally a tangent off of our original subject of the Iowa primaries, but... <laughs> oh. I wish I could teach this class. And, you know, there'd be homework assignments like, you know, go to a city council meeting and write a report, or... Um, you know, or something I've noticed before is like when you go to city council meetings and they have the agenda, it's written out in, you know, legalese. And I've thought about like translating the agenda into layman's terms, um, and having like the people's agenda. That's a very good idea. Um, cause that is another way I think that the lawyers that kind of run the world, because, I mean, let's face it, congressmen don't actually write the laws. They hire people to write the laws. They don't, you know, they don't even read them when they sign them into law. They just kind of, you know, write the laws. I don't know what the hell they do. But uh, But they have legislative analysts who will look over it, and if it's really long, they definitely, like, read summaries, and a lot of it is just based off of who they trust. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so, but but I mean, my, I guess the point that I'm trying to make is it's so easy for the, the people that write the laws who are not our representatives to write in stuff that we're not going to understand, that we're never going to understand. And they don't even understand it. Yeah, exactly. The and, people who are carrying out the law often don't even understand what it is. I, I know that there, I can think of examples of this. I'm not coming up with one off the top of my head, but like... Well, like with the Repair Act that we were working on getting passed and that LaMalfa's office officially said no to, there there are already laws that govern the agencies that that would affect that are, like, really ambiguous. And so, LaMalfa, you know, the, the argument from LaMalfa's office is, like, these agencies could already do this. And the Prepare Act, like, I saw the Prepare Act as just further cl- refining and clarifying what specific tasks need to be accomplished and providing infrastructure to do that. And the argument was, like, well, they could already be doing this and they should already be doing this. Um, and but- it's like, well, but, but they're not. That sounds like the typical Republican argument of, well, the laws that we have on the books are already good enough. We don't need more laws, kind of the conservative argument. And, well, I'm not a fan of LaMalfa, and I don't think you are either, so we don't need to go too much further down that direction. But it is very frustrating because the common man, it's not like you can go into 
uh, let's say, the California Penal Code and read it and understand it. You have to be a lawyer and speak legalese to understand it. So, you know, one, how are you supposed to obey it if you can't understand it? And two, how are the people enforcing the laws or writing the laws, how, how are they being responsible if they don't understand what they're enacting into law? And I mean, obviously, I'm very anti-cop, so I'm just going to come out and say this. I mean, the average cop does not know the legalese of the laws they're supposed to enforce, which is just fucking bullshit. There's no other way to put that. Yeah. Well, I, I did want to bring up, since you're mentioning Lamalfa, I won't comment on that too extensively, except to say that we live in a Republican district, and so there's part of me that thinks, um, I mean, and maybe that's not true if we got more people to register to vote, but um, that's another issue entirely. Yeah. As far as who is registered and who actually votes in our district, it's mostly Republicans, and so... I personally think maybe we shouldn't make it our goal to try to, you know, elect a Democratic representative. Maybe we should make it our goal to try to elect a more moderate Republican candidate. That might be a more, more realistic goal. Yeah. And and it's not to say that we don't need more radical change. I, I am all for radical change. But that maybe, you know, that can happen in other places and areas and as far as who we're electing to congress if we could just at least find a moderate republican who can work with the other people in congress and work with the democrats um i think that would be a more realistic goal and so like one thing you know is i try to look for for things that when you lobby you know you try to look for things that you can support um that your representative has done and and it has been hard for me to find something that i support that lamalfa has supported but he recently um got on board with this act called the public land renewable energy development act um and so that was something that he worked on with with some republicans and some democrats that it's interesting because it provides funds for renewable energy development, which generally the Malfa has not supported, but because it also, it kind of, it's a very bipartisan bill from what I know of it. I don't know that much about it, um, but it sounds like he supported it with some other folks, and it is an example of people working, um, working together and kind of across the aisle, as they say. Yeah, and it's it's hard to get that stuff done. It, it, it I think that's another lesson that we've learned about you know the lawmaking process in the u.s is that there are such extremes not necessarily in the populace but in the representatives within the congress the house of representatives and the senate that to try and get something done is near impossible just because the president wants a law enacted does not mean that it's going to get passed i mean look at the goddamn health care bill as an example i mean I think, on some level, Obama probably wanted universal health care, but it got... Oh, yeah, he said single-payer originally, is what I've heard. Yeah, and it got negotiated down to whatever the hell we have now, which is just all but useless. So, I mean, in that sense, I give Obama a lot of credit for having a lot of goals that he originally stated that were very much in line with my thinking and i think bernie sanders in the, is in the same position i support a lot of what he wants to do but supporting what 
a presidential candidate wants to do is a huge gap from what they're actually going to be able to get done in the Congress. So again, that brings me back to we need to educate ourselves about... People need to vote for Congress. Exactly, exactly. I mean, it's like if you're going to vote for president, I mean, it's different. If you're someone who just thinks that, you know, that you don't want to vote at all, that's another conversation. Uh, But if you are going to vote for president, please vote for Congress. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, speaking of um, talking about maybe trying to... uh, find a preferable Republican for the first... We're in the first congressional district, I think. California first con- congressional district. That sounds right. So, um, Yeah, I, that's right. Yeah, I know there's another Republican running that wants to run for LaMalfa's spot. I don't know anything about him, but maybe between this episode and the next one we decide to do, if you want to do another one, uh, we can kind of research that and learn about the new guy and see if he's any good or less less evil anyway (laughs) yeah that'd be a good thing i did want to bring up something to speak more to those people out there or do you think we have time to bring up another kind of point oh we have we have plenty of time it's there's no time limit okay um did want to bring up something to speak to those out there who you know are so disillusioned with the system as we know it and just have like no faith in it and think it's all rigged i mean i think it's rigged the way that it's rigged i None of us can know for sure, um, you know, how rigged it is. It's certainly rigged just by money, by who can actually run a campaign, who has the money and fame, and and the fact that elections are won by by money. Right. Even with Bernie Sanders, it's like, even though it's crowdfunded, um, it's still crowdfunded by people who can give money. Yeah, uh, exactly. And it's I I don't think either you or I are in the position to donate money to Bernie Sanders. I mean, we want... I mean, I could if I wanted to, I guess. Um, I haven't, I will say that, because I I hope that he wins, but if I, I donate money to other causes that I have more trust will make a difference, and it doesn't feel like this all-or-nothing thing. Like, with Sanders, it's like it's either like he's going to win or not. Right, and so I don't. I mean, this. I. I mean, I don't make a ton of money, so the amounts that I donate are small. But I donate to things that I feel like are gonna make a difference, regardless of whether someone wins an election or not. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. Um, but but yeah, you're right. I mean, I wrote a song a number of years ago, and my singing is absolutely terrible. But nonetheless, I wrote a song, and it was basically uh, saying, you know, if you don't have money. You can't change the world because that's the way our political system is. And in that sense, the political system is very rigged because uh, you think about it, you know, the people that choose who we get to vote for president uh, are, in our case, since we tend to lean more towards the Democratic side, um, you know, it's the Democratic National Committee. Well, the Democratic National Committee is run by a lots of bigwigs with big money and is supported by big media companies like your NBCs and whatnot. So, I mean, we, we can say, hey, we want Bernie Sanders, but even if Bernie Sanders wins a thousand primaries, that doesn't guarantee that the Democratic National Committee is going to... Um, nominate him for the election so that's totally. a, that's another l- level of 
fucked up representation where we don't we don't get our say. Big money does. Yeah, and I mean, when it comes down to it, it is hard for me to imagine the 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 DNC like actually allowing him to be the representative. Like the only way it could happen is if he just kept winning primaries and it got better and better, and he won by so much that like people would be super pissed. Um, okay, but so that kind of brings me back to I was just having doing this thought experiment about the Iowa primaries. And thinking, okay, so for those people out there who just think that this is completely rigged and that, like, they're not even really tallying votes, um, which I don't, I don't think that it's quite rigged to that extent, but I w- maybe, I mean, I sometimes wonder. We have, um, we have no way of knowing, though, ultimately. Yeah. So, if that were true, thought experiment, what would be the motivation behind the people doing that to... Present it as a close tie. That's a good question. I don't and know. I have ideas about it. Like maybe they, maybe they know that enough of the populace want Sanders. May, like say that actually, if you took a real vote, which I don't know if this is true. I'm not claiming this is true, but say that if the real vote that wasn't rigged, um, actually Sanders was winning. Maybe they knew that enough people supported Sanders that they had to somehow acknowledge that? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I I guess if you think about it in this way, I mean, ultimately, I think, in fact, I'd bet money on this. I hope this doesn't happen, but I'd bet money on it. The DNC is going to nominate Hillary. Yeah. That's just, that's that's what's going to happen. That's how I feel, too. Um, And there's no way to... Unless, yeah. There's no way, two ways about that. So, really, all this is ap- academic, and that sucks. But I think if they're rigging it, and, I, you know, I don't know either. You bring up a good point, maybe they are rigging it. But if they're rigging it, they want to make it look like, oh, you know, Sanders had a fair shot. Because, think about this, too. I mean, with O'Malley out... You know, we have two nominees on the Democratic side and, what, like, fucking ten nominees on the Republican side? I mean, there would be no battle, there would be no drama if they had given Sanders nothing. So that's probably, it's probably the media, if if it's conspiracy, and I'm not saying it is, but if it is a conspiracy, it's probably the media trying to sell advertising for for the race. Oh, yeah. So that, like... Like, on Facebook. Like, Facebook is making money off the Bernie Sanders campaign. Facebook tries to get me to donate money to Bernie Sanders every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not Facebook. It's, like, a group that is using Facebook and yeah. paying Facebook for the ad space. Right. Yeah, so, again, like, I don't know, but I just try to look at the world from all different points of view. On the other hand, I don't know. Like, is it possible to rig something that big? Sure. I'm sure it would be. But I think it would be kind of hard because there's so many people involved. Like, all the local, you know, Democratic chapters that are organizing all the caucuses and the different local leaders. Like, there's so many people involved at so many different levels. But I guess that, you know, once all the results are in, the people at the top could just kind of count it and try to swing it one way or the other. But... I don't think it can be, it's, I certainly don't think it can be completely rigged because there's just so many people that 
somebody would see or something and say something at some on, at some way along the line. Yeah, I tend to agree. I mean, I certainly our system is rigged, and it's rigged with money. I'm, there's no argument there. But I think it's rigged more in subtle ways than it is in uh, obvious ways. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, if you go back to the 2000 election, I would bet you money that if you went and counted the votes in Florida, Gore probably won that, even with the Electoral College. I, yeah. I, I would bet money on that. But I think that's probably true. But because Fox News decided to say that George Bush won, well, George Bush won. And I think that's prob- that's prob- that was probably an example of a rigged election. Um, and, it, you know, it's probably not rigged on a small level. It was probably just a dumb, bunch of dumb fucks in Florida because Jeb Bush used to be governor of Florida. I, I don't know. That's that's my theory anyway. I, yeah, I, we're just, it's all conjecture. Yeah, there's so many moving pieces. And, yes, there are people behind the scenes trying to pull strings. But the things they're pulling strings on are not unified. Yeah. So, it's like things can only be rigged to a certain extent. And I wish that I had more more knowledge and, and, and like, sources about this subject. But then it starts coming back to, like, who can you even trust? Um, yeah. Well... There is reliable information about this kind of thing. Yeah. And I don't know if we can trust anybody because, I mean, I was sitting there watching the primaries on CNN because I... I'm an idiot and paid for cable uh, for reasons. And you were watching it, the information come in from Politico, right? Uh, one of them was Politico. One of them was something else, I think. Yeah, but I mean, you know, how, how, how do we know the information that we're getting on our tel- or on my television screen or on your internet browser in your case? How do we know that that's accurate? We have no way of testing that data. Yeah. And it's it's just, it's so hard to tell. So hard to tell. Uh, something else I wanted to bring up relatively quickly, because we are getting a little bit long, but uh, I still have a fair amount of time. But um, relative to mass incarceration, uh, I saw something that the Peace and Justice Center shared today, and it's on Hillary Clinton and the Clinton administration supporting the start of mass incarceration and the war on drugs and all that stuff, uh, apparently the Clinton administration was really in support of that, and they they took it, uh, they also reformed welfare uh, to go from a long-term system where you could use you could use welfare to live on to uh, something that they call now call now temporary assistance to needy families. In other words, you can't use it long-term. So, I, I'll I'll share a link to this uh, reading, but or this quote, but it came from uh, the person that wrote, uh, the author of My- Michelle Alexander, uh, who wrote the New Jim Crow Law. Uh, so it's on mass incarceration and just how bad Hillary would really be for uh, for us. And again, I think we bo- we both are of the opinion that it's all academic, really, the Democratic primary. Hillary's going to get the nomination, but, you know, I, I suppose... Never say never. Yeah, <laughs> never say never, and, you know, I think we get points for trying. 
you know, yeah. we may be just playing a feudal game, but at least we're playing the game, and, you know, at least, you know, these are two people here on the internet, and we're under 40 talking about politics. How cool is that? Yeah. When you really think about it. So, are, th- are there any other topics you wanted to cover, or are we done for the day? Uh, that's probably a lot for the night. Well, I will get this up online, and, uh... Hopefully you guys enjoyed the new format. I'm certainly enjoying having you on board, Megan, because it makes the conversation a lot more interesting. I wouldn't have talked about the conspiracy theories or anything like that, so that's a whole new aspect to this. Uh, But thanks, guys, so much for listening, and please remember to donate. Uh, to help us go to Washington, D.C. for uh, to fight mass incarceration. And I don't have the date in front of me for the fundraiser. Oh, yes, I do. Uh, we have a fundraiser. February 11th. Fundraiser in Chico, February 11th at 1601 Hemlock Street, 7 to 8.30 p.m. And there are baked treats that Paige is making, so that'll be good. So bring your money, uh, get ready to learn a little bit about mass incarceration, and support a bunch of people that are passionate, that want to go to D.C. to make an impact on mass incarceration. Other than that, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Feedback, N-I-C, N-A-C-J-I-K at gmail.com, November, Indio, Charlie, November, Alpha, Charlie, Julia, Alpha, Kilo, Golf, Mike, Alpha, IndioLima.CharlieOscarMike Let me know what you think of the show and if you have feedback for Megan I will certainly pass it along Until next time, stay safe, stay sane Happy railroading, happy landings Bye I'm coming into this conversation fresh out of reading, um, oh no, my computer's talking. That's going to be in the background. It's Hillary Clinton talking. (laughs) It's just like an automatic play thing. Oh, okay. That'll be funny. It Um, will be funny. (laughs) Okay. Uh.